that was a turning point in my life because when I stopped sitting on the fence and I stopped pursuing so many different goals at the same time and I cut loose of pursuing whatever other people wanted me to be. And then when I fully concentrated on what I was passionate about and what I was good at, which was teaching and coaching, boy, my, my business just boomed. It went, it went up. And I, I started seeing really meaningful results in my business. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six- to seven-figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six- to seven-figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. I'm your other co-host, Michael Palmer. And boy, do we have an amazing episode lined up for you today. For me, it's a point of special pride because this man is a fellow countryman of mine. He is known as the Persian Tony Robbins. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, Dr. Shahab Anadi. Welcome to the show, Shahab. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me, and it's a huge compliment to be, to be named that way. By the way, I'm a really big fan of your work. Kudos to you guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. It's great to have you. It's really, really an honor to have you. Shahab, you know, the Thought Leader Revolution podcast is about thought leadership and how thought leadership can be used to help you take your practice, your business to another level, how to add 100000 to a $1 million or even more a year to your business while taking your time back. And what I'd like to say is you are truly a thought leader. You have not been someone who was born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You actually got out there, you figured out how to deliver value, and you created a, a fabulous business in the process. Tell us how you did it. Tell us your backstory. Sure, absolutely. I would say that I personally think in my life, I can divide it into three distinct periods. Uh, the first one being from the beginning of my life uh, up until the, um, the end of my med school, because I'm a medical doctor by training. And then the second period being my life as a teacher and coach in Iran, back in Iran. And then the third period being my life as a professional coach after I immigrated to Canada. So it's a really long story, but, I, but I'm going to start from the beginning and I, I'm going to share with you some turning points in my life that your audience might find useful and uh, hopefully inspiring. So I was born and raised in Tehran, uh, the capital city of Iran, and in a middle class family. My childhood coincided with uh, the Islamic Revolution of Iran and also the Iran-Iraq War. So it wasn't that amazing and glorious and, you know, rosy. So the first turning point in my life was in the last year of my high school. 
Some of you might know, uh, of course, Nikki, I guess you, you, you know that uh, there is this fierce nationwide university entrance exam in Iran where every single high school student who wants to pursue their higher education, they must sit for this exam. And this is an exam where almost a million contenders uh, participate. Lucky for me, uh, in, back in 1997, I, I came first in that university entrance exam among 1.2 million contenders. And that was wow. a huge, huge achievement for me. It was, a, it was a dream come true for me, for my family. And, you know, it, 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 it changed the course of my life um, after that point. So I was all over TV, all over radio. People, parents came flooding to me and, and asking me for help and advice for their kids and their children. So it was really a truly a, 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 a huge moment for me. So uh, I got accepted in one of the best med schools in Iran, Tehran University of Medical Sciences, and I started my life as a medical student. And at the same time, I started my work uh, informally, I could say, um, uh, informally as a teacher and coach to high school students because I, I had had that kind of achievement. Uh, parents kept asking me, Schools kept asking me for, for help, for teaching, for coaching, and I started being a teacher and coach. So on the one hand, I was this medical student um, by the day, and uh, I was, on the other hand, uh, a teacher and coach in the afternoon. The next turning point in my life was after a couple of you know, semesters in, in med school where I realized I hated medicine and, and I, I, I really didn't like it, you know, with all due respect to all the medical professionals. And, and I, I hold this profession in high regard, but I hated it. I hated the textbooks. I hated the subject matter. I hated the clinical settings. I hated the emergency settings and I really didn't like it. So I was torn inside. On the one hand, I had this aura of glory and achievement as the one and only Shahab who had come first in that university entrance exam and was, you know, quote unquote, as the norms of the society would say, I, I, I was supposed to pursue my career as a medical doctor and become whatever, a, a neurosurgeon, a heart surgeon or whatever. And on the other hand, I hated it. I, I didn't like what I was studying. I didn't like what I was doing. And I gradually had developed a liking toward teaching and coaching. And I was doing really good at it. I was making a name. People, you know, were loving what I did. And, and I was torn and I was torn. And, and maybe four or five years into my med school, there came this moment where I decided I want to quit medicine. I, 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 I'll finish my, you know, I, I'll get my degree. I'll graduate from med school, but I'm going to quit and I'll devote myself fully to teaching and coaching. And, and I, I'm eternally thankful to my parents uh, who backed me up back then and, and didn't oppose my will to quit medicine. And I decided to go full in into teaching and coaching. And that was a turning point in my life because when I stopped sitting on the fence and I stopped pursuing so many different goals at the same time. And I cut loose of pursuing whatever 
other people wanted me to be. And then when I fully concentrated on what I was passionate about and what I was good at, which was teaching and coaching, boy, my, my business just boomed. It went, it went up. And I, I started seeing really meaningful results in my business. But then I decided to, you know, uh, expand my business as a teacher and coach. Uh, first, first off, I started as a teacher, but then I started writing books, leading seminars, you know, creating DVD packages, online courses, and all, all those good stuff. And this was the second part of, I could say, my life. Uh, and then there came this immigration thing to Canada. Back in 2009, my wife and I decided we wanted to emigrate to Canada. So I had this fork in the road. What, what do I want to do with my life? Do I want to stay in Iran and pursue my successful business or businesses there because I had other successful businesses as well? Or do I want to sell my businesses and leave everything behind? And do I want to, you know, pursue my bigger dream maybe of becoming a professional coach, a more, a, co- a more successful coach, not necessarily to high school students, but to other people as well uh, in Canada, in, a, in an English-speaking country and in a bigger market. So that was when I did a lot of soul-searching. I did a lot of research. I worked with my coaches, mentors back in the day, and eventually I decided I wanted to be a small business coach. And uh, it's, a, it's a really interesting story how I, how I decided that specific niche was my thing. Uh, and, and, and that was when I did a lot of soul searching and I became familiar with the concept of sweet spot, which is, um, in my definition, where your talents and your passion and the market meet. So what are you passionate about? What are you really good at? And what does the market need? So the point where these three circles come together, that's your sweet spot. What are you really good at? What are you passionate about? And what is the, what is the market need? So I found that um, all of that experience, the skill set, the knowledge that I've gained over the past maybe 20 years um, is something that I can you know, help people with. So small business owners who want, who want to build their businesses, who want to monetize their knowledge, their skill, their expertise, I could be the one to help them to do that because I've done it before. I've been there. I've, I've done it successfully in three different businesses and I've, I've had my fair share of failures as well. And I've learned a lot from them as well. So I decided eventually What specific that failures be, did you have? Yeah, that's a very good question. After I entered the teaching and coaching business, the high school coaching business, um, after a while, I, I became really well-known for what I did. And I had my books, I had my courses, seminars and everything. And I thought I could venture into other businesses as well. So it might be interesting to you. I went back to medicine. My wife is a medical doctor. So my wife and I, and another really good friend of ours, we started a medical diagnostic lab. And this medical diagnostic lab was a huge failure for three years. 
Because back in the day, we didn't know that. It's one thing to have the knowledge, skill, and expertise. And it's totally another thing to know the business side of it. It's not enough to, to just know the stuff, to, to have the knowledge, to have the skills. You have to know how to market and brand yourself. You have to know how to sell your services and products. And we didn't know that. We, we thought that if we are really knowledgeable about medicine and medical di- di- diagnostic tests, we could run a successful lab. And that wasn't the case. So that was when I started reading books, taking courses, enrolling in different trainings about marketing, sales, business, branding, hiring. And I started learning stuff and I started implementing them into our medical diagnostic lab business. And after three years of you know, failure, we started seeing results. And maybe after another three years, we, we uh, eventually started making profits. We, after six years, we, we made the break-even point. We, we went to the break-even point. And after six years, we started making profits. And from that, I learned that uh, you have to know how to market and brand yourself. And you, you've got to know how to sell. And selling is a really, really, really important skill for every businessman or woman. Shalb, you know, that's a very powerful story. I want to bring it back to thought leadership. We've identified four key elements to thought leadership. In our view, you pretty much nailed uh, at least three out of the four. And let me just go over what they are. First of all, clarity. Clarity of your message and your market. Secondly, having a strategy of preeminence and being the best in your field. Thirdly, is finding the right mentors. And fourthly, is finding the right peers. Can you walk us through the high level, how you did it in each of these areas? So clarity, preeminence, right mentors, right peers. Absolutely. So clarity is key. I guess it's the foundation for every successful business. Um, when I, when I think of my different businesses, the ones that I, I was successful in and the ones that I failed in, um, maybe the most important factor um, has been clarity of message. And clarity of, my, uh, of message, I think uh, it includes different parts. I, um, you should be able to say who's your target market. You should be able to say what you do for them. And also you should be able to say how you're different. And if you have a clear message, uh, you're on your way to be successful. If you want to target everyone, if you're not clear about your target market, if you want to target everyone, you're targeting no one. And your marketing efforts won't go anywhere, uh, anywhere. And you will be wasting your time and your energy. Again, clarity of target market. Uh, on top of that, clarity of your value proposition. What, what, what's the big result of working for? with you? What's the big result of buying your services and products? Let, let me give you an example uh, of my own example. When I started, when I first started as a teacher and coach um, back in the day in 1997, I started teaching English language to high school students. And that was a really broad message and broad market. And I wasn't successful in the early stages. 
The moment I decided to focus my energy on my core, you know, abilities and genius, which was the university entrance exam, where I had been successful myself. And I started teaching and coaching students in that specific niche and not targeting everyone, targeting very broadly, I started seeing results. So I, I've had my own personal experience with not being clear. And um, when I started being clear about my message, I started seeing results. So that's clarity. Preeminence, um, it's everything, you know, when, when leaders are readers, readers are leaders. And in this day and age, you have to be learning. You have to be, you know, getting training, enrolling yourself um, in different courses and getting better every day at what you do. And I think it involves two parts. So the first one is read more, learn more. And the second part is practice more. Practice makes perfect. Uh, of course, uh, you know, targeted practice and thoughtful practice makes perfect. So that's another part of it. Working with mentors and peers, I've had really good experience of working with mentors, coaches, and peers. And you know, Nikki, that I'm looking forward to working with you guys as well because you're you're obviously the best in what you do. And thank you. I've had tons of mentors along the way and coaches as well. And since I'm, I myself am a certified professional coach, we coaches think that every coach needs a coach. So every one of us has our blind spots. We, and we need coaches, we need mentors to point things out to us. We, we can't see everything, we can't know everything. We always have our tunnel vision and we need people to you know, help us become more conscious, see more options and become more creative. And having the right mentors, having the right peers by your side is key. That's one part. And the other part, uh, of course, is the networking part of it because, you know, your network is your net worth. And that's my two cents on the, on the four aspects. Thank you. We call this podcast The Thought Leader Revolution, and I'm really curious to know where you think you're leading a revolution in your own business. Wow, that's a really good question. I, I, I think in the Persian community, which I'm a member of, coaching is a relatively new concept. And of course, in some spaces, some areas, such as like for high school students or maybe in some businesses, coaching has been, has been around for a while now, but not in every area, in every market. And I think along with my other peers, my other fellow Iranian coaches, we are you know, pioneering this field and we are trying to you know, spread the message. We are trying to create content. We're trying to educate the public about this, educate organizations, business people, the general public about this. We are hopeful that uh, we will um, start the Iran ICF chapter in 2018. ICF is the International Coach Federation. Uh, so that would be a huge step forward. So I think, uh, back to your question, I think 
I might be a part of the coaching consciousness revolution in the Persian community, I might say. And what do you think the resistance is? It's new. It hasn't been adopted. Why? Um, you know, obviously, you know that coaching is a relatively new concept, even in North America. Even here in Toronto, when we talk about coaching, some people don't know what that is. They think it's sports coaching. They don't know what's the difference between professional coaching, sports coaching, consulting, mentoring, and you know other helping modalities. In Iran, I guess it's the same thing. So people are not familiar with what coaches do. And maybe another part of it is that coaches haven't educated themselves in the marketing and sales aspects of their business. So they're not, many of them, not, not all of them, but many of them are not able to, you know, um, pronounce their value. They're, they don't have a clear message. Maybe part of it is because of uh, the fact that the coaches themselves can't market themselves and can't, uh, you know, uh, express the true value of their work. So, yeah, that's the, I guess that's, those are the two main reasons why coaching hasn't been really well known in the Persian community yet. But I truly believe that it's on the verge of, uh, you know, exploding in the Persian um, community. And we're really hopeful about that. Shao, one of the things that Michael and I believe in very strongly is that thought leadership is distinct from coaching, from consulting, from training, et cetera. It encompasses all of those things. In fact, we believe that if you just call yourself a coach or a trainer or a consultant, you limit your ability to reach the market in the fullest possible way. And the beauty of thought leadership is that you can actually deliver your message and your solution in many different ways and across multiple platforms. So for example, you can do one-on-one -on -one coaching. You can write a book. You can do a, a speaking uh, engagement. You can do an online program. You can have a training program. You can have a high-level mastermind being facilitated. And all of this is what we believe encompasses the modalities of thought leadership. And we learned this concept from Matt Church, the author of the book, The Thought Leader Practice. Talk about how you've taken advantage of the power of leverage inside thought leadership and how that's helped you build your brand and benefit your business. Yeah, that's a really, really good question. And that's what I truly believe deep in my heart. You know, if you call yourself a coach and you start out by, you know, coaching people one-on-one -on -one, and that's the only thing that you want to do, it's really difficult to make good money at it. And it's really difficult to make a big impact. So I've always done that. I've always leveraged uh, my business to new modalities. So right now I do training. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do webinars. I've created online courses. I've authored books. I've authored DVD packages. And, you know, every single one of them uh, is bringing me a stream of revenue, is impacting so many people's lives, and, um, you know, is, is extending my reach and expanding my reach to new people. And it's a win-win, you know. If, if you have a message that's worthy of spreading 
And if you really believe in your message, you're not doing yourself and the world a good service by not leveraging it to new modalities. So you have to think of expanding your realm of influence beyond just coaching. You have to think of creating new products, authoring books, leading seminars, doing public courses, and all those good stuff. So, and, and, and let me emphasize that. One of the best things, I could say the best thing, in building my brand has been writing books. Writing books is the best thing to build your brand because not only will the book be your marketing material, it will help you spread your message to a large number of audience. Instead of you sitting one-on-one with people and trying to market your message one-on-one, you write a book and the book will take care of the marketing and spreading your message in your place. That's incredible. I know that you've done this and you've really taken thought leadership to heart and used it as a way to move it forward. So our listener is an aspiring thought leader or they might even be an actual thought leader. Uh, They may even be a very successful thought leader or an entrepreneur. And what's important to them? The reason they listen to the Thought Leader Revolution podcast is they want to learn your hacks, your secrets, your expert action steps. So what are the top three expert action steps that you recommend our listener takes on to improve their thinking, to improve their leadership, and to improve their business? Sure. First of all, I consider myself a learner, a learning thought leader, because I think I'm just starting up. I'm I'm just warming up. And there's so much more that I can do and especially in the coaching industry, because it's exploding, I guess. But my three top three, like suggestions or advice to aspiring thought leaders might be these three. First of all, become really, really good at what you do. If you know all the marketing tools and strategies, but you don't have a really good product or service, you won't go anywhere. So become really, really good at what you do. Create a really good product and really good service. That's the first one. Number two, maybe be consistent in your marketing. I work with so many coaches, consultants, tutors, authors, speakers in the Persian Persian community. And I could say the number one reason they fail is that they're not consistent with their marketing. It doesn't matter what you do. If you do blogging, if you do video blogs, if you if you're active on social media, if you write books, if you lead seminars, it doesn't matter what you do. Just be consistent with it. When you're consistent with it, you naturally develop into a thought leader and and you build a strong brand. So just be consistent with your marketing. And the third one, the last one, I could say, be patient while you're building your business. And, you know, you have to plant the seeds first so that you can, you know, reap the benefits later. That's fantastic. So, Shaup, you have written a number of books. You've got a number of programs. Well, what, how is it that people can consume your content and engage with you? So tell us. Yeah, sure. I'm active on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, 
And if you're a Persian, there's this social networking site called Telegram, which is huge among Persians. I'm also active on that platform as well. And I have my own website, shahabanari.ca. All of your audience can go there and learn more about me and all that I do. Also, I have a book on Amazon. It's called Ignite Your Life. Ignite Your Life. That sounds fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm going to make sure I buy a copy and read it right away. So, Shahab, I want to say this to you, listener. I've had time to uh, get to know Shahab. He's a brilliant man. Definitely go to his website. Definitely buy his book. It, it's got a great title to it. And uh, if you're serious about your own thought leadership and, and you've got a message that you think would resonate in the marketplace and you want to find out how much that message might be worth, how much your expertise, your thought leadership might be worth. Let's jump on a call and find out if you could be the shahab of your market niche. And if you believe in your message enough to not let the chattering monkeys, the doubts in your head, take your dream away from you, you need to jump on a call with us. There's going to be a link in the show notes ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. Let's set up a call. Let's help you figure it out. Let's help you become the next Shahab Anari in your marketplace. Shahab, it's been a real honor having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Nikki and Michael, it's always a pleasure and, and a privilege to be on your podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great, have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye. That wraps another episode of the Thought Leader Revolution. To learn more about today's wonderful guest and... To book a call to find out how your thought leadership can skyrocket your business, please go to ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. Until next time, goodbye.